0: Hi and welcome to this new episode. The guest today and the topic might be a bit different than you're used to because I talk a lot about meaning and consciousness. And here, Daniel is really interested at 21 and making a lot of money and through dropshipping, which is basically shipping uh, items from China and people often find not a lot of meaning to it. But I think it was a really interesting conversation to talk to someone who is very successful and at a young age And that chases success, but at the same time understands that there's way more to it and starts to really open himself to practices around personal growth and meditation and uh, looking for purpose in what uh, he's doing. So I thought it was a very interesting chat for that reason, a little bit different than usual. And let me know if you enjoy it. Hi and welcome to episode number 58 of Dreamers and Doers where I interview people who follow their passion and I definitely think that's you. Daniel, welcome to the show. Thanks, Thanks, man. (laughs) And so, Daniel, I met you here in Bali. Bali is probably um, one of the capitals of what we call digital nomads and online entrepreneurs. And I met you actually at a really cool conscious party and then we've had uh, um, a few parties here together and I've really been interested in how you've created a life of freedom at quite a young age. So I think this is something people can get inspiration from and you did it from through dropshipping. Um, so I always like to start with my guest's story. Mm-hmm. Can you give people a little bit of background about, you know, um, just your life, what got you into working online and dropshipping in particular?
1: Sure. So I don't know where to start. So I started, I was always into this mindset of like being an entrepreneur and doing stuff stuff differently. Um, I don't know, like 15, 16, 17, I was always looking for other options and I knew that there were like options out there where you can like, Literally be your own boss, make a lot of money, and then travel. I had yeah. this mindset already. I didn't have to shift from like a nine to five mm-hmm. job, from a corporate yeah. job to this lifestyle that I'm living right now. So maybe that's why I have kind of an advantage. I'm 21 right now, and I think I'm pretty successful in the things that I'm doing right now. So it started a bit earlier by me. So just because mm-hmm. I started to do business with 18 doesn't mean that I didn't do stuff before. Mm-hmm. So when I was 18, I had my first business in Berlin that was like um, on a lake there was a tower six meter long two people jump off that tower on a mattress that is on a big pillow that is ten to three (laughs) meters long and the person on the other side flies up right and then lands on the sea Uh, was pretty cool I didn't do much money with that so I say I failed with that then I moved you know and then I had to start to study I started entrepreneurship Uh, I didn't wanted to study that but I just wanted to like satisfy my parents (laughs) as long as I don't make any money I did some affiliate marketing also failed with this and then I had the chance after like one and a half years hustling just like searching for options that I can start dropshipping with my current business partner Mm -hmm. right now Mm -hmm. and yeah it worked pretty pretty good in the beginning and then we kept going on from this so I thought like okay that's it but then we incurred some problems Mm -hmm. in the process of course it's not always about like, you know, you have like one time success and then it will always yeah. go like this. You always had like some problems here and there. PayPal holded our money. We didn't have cash flow. We didn't found mm-hmm. any winning products. That's okay. like the terms that we use in dropshipping. And yeah, from this moment, we just kept going. And yeah.
0: Yeah. And and we'll go more, a bit more into the details of uh, dropshipping and um, and the challenges that come with it, which I'm sure there are quite a a few. Just to go back on the story really quickly when you say 15, 16 you wanted to be an entrepreneur. Is there like a book or someone you listen to like where did that come from?
1: Um, I was thinking one time about that actually. I think for me it was because I had like friends and they always pushed me to be better, right? It was not like, come on, you can be better but it was more like Mm. look at me, I, I did so much stuff you have also do. It's like this kind of like Competition that you have in between your friends mm-hmm. and it's not it's not the nicest thing, right? Yeah. But you understand that you're like friends and even if mm-hmm. one person is better than the other one in one thing then You can still trust them, right? So we had like those fights everywhere in yes. sport We even had this in school, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You, you you think we are like geeks but we are we weren't we were just interested into yeah. having like the best notes with putting the less effort mm-hmm. into it. So we didn't have like only A's, right? But still like our mm-hmm. um, resume in the end was pretty good. And then it
0: came to business like Yeah. yeah. The, the most successful business.
1: Yeah. So basically what what I felt I always wanted to be, I just wanted to be more successful than like my peers. <laughs> and of course I wanted to have like money and so on because I always knew that w- when I have money I could Everything else in my life will become more easy. I could, you know, travel. I could like invest into people, and they would like help me to build myself up and so on. Mm. So, yeah, I think this mindset was already there.
0: Yeah, that's super interesting because even when you look at at personal growth, um, like if you have the money to invest in your personal growth, then you probably can have the best meditation teacher or all the things. And also, just to make sure for the listener, what's dropshipping
1: okay so dropshipping is basically uh, the term for buying stuff especially from China after you get a sale so you don't have to stock anywhere Mm -hmm. like when you sell on Amazon for example with Amazon FA you you have to buy in bulk from China ship it to the country that, that you're selling in and then you keep going with that so you have more risk coming dropshipping is really easy to start because you don't need so much capital from the start. You need to buy like the Shopify um, program. You need to put some money into the Facebook ads. You need to buy some small programs if you want to start like really good, mm-hmm. but that's basically it. That's yeah. why it's such a low barrier of entry mm-hmm. that so many people got into this, but it's still not saturated yet. Um, yeah, dropshipping is basically, we sell like products with Facebook ads and so on. People see those ads, they go to our site. Yeah they buy at our site and after that we send them we send the order to our supplier in China and he fulfills it directly to our customers. Mm-hmm. So we don't even see the product. We of course we do some controls that the products are satisfying yeah. Yeah. but we don't have to see the product in between.
0: Yeah which is I think it's probably yeah the easiest way to start your e commerce business, like an online business.
1: Yeah. If you want to like build up a real brand, you have to buy like a bulk and so on. You have to like brand everything and that yeah. costs a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: And uh, actually my first, um, one of my first businesses was a e-commerce website and I, I bought, at the time I was an experienced. What did I, you do? Uh, I was selling cufflinks online and the reason was it was, um, you know, easy, not too many returns, but I ordered stocks mm-hmm. and without knowing what people wanted. And so it's, it's really holds you back because then you, well, first you invest more money because you have the stocks, but you know, I would buy three of 50 different things and Mm. one would start selling really well and the other one would not (laughs) sell at all. So it's definitely a a rookie mistake of not going, what you call lean, which is looking at the demand before you start um, investing.
1: Uh, What did you do with the stock when you couldn't sell it? Uh, I actually sold it to, um,
0: a website that does uh, kind of if you couldn't sell your stock and I sold it for like cheaper than I bought it in the end to get rid of the stock and I get I gave a, f- a few of them too so you know it wasn't my um, most successful business but uh, I learned so much you know I learned to that. that's that's the thing I think yeah, you know so when you talk this, about right? your business and you say it's a failure but in the end you learn so much out of your failed yeah. business you know? yeah
1: I mean, my mindset are not always the best, right? So I just, I want to succeed, right? So all the things that I'm doing, either I'm doing it fully or I just yeah. give up. Yeah. Uh, we are starting with the second business now, and probably will start with a third business. And you know, like we do research, we like get all the information, and we kind of know the market. We want to have at least some success in the market. Otherwise, it's just like <laughs> we, we, we did a fail with like the planning and so on. Yeah. But you know, you can always improve the mindset in the in the yeah. journey.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think entrepreneurship and, and personal growth they often come together as you have to take responsibility. This these things where it, where it merges. Um, what what's the advice you'd give to someone who's watching this and is like, well, I'd love to start an online business. That sounds like a pretty cool life. <laughs> um, like what, what would be the steps how would you get started
1: so a lot of like digital nomads would say like come first to Bali and then you know take your savings with you and then you will find kind of the solution how you can mm-hmm. survive here in my opinion I won't say that I would say first that you have to find out what is your passion how can you make money the Ikigai if you have heard of this yeah. Uh, method so you have to do something which you like where people pay money for um, you know what will be which needed and so on yeah things like um, people
0: pay you're good at you like and people need it's kind of the intersection of yeah they way. pay
1: much money and okay. they need it right yeah. Yeah. so you have to find like the intersection here and I have to be honest like some professions even if you like for someone translating things um, you won't get much paid here of course you can like survive in Bali with like thousand dollars mm. but if you get into some accident or you need more money or one big line jumps off mm. you will probably not survive too long right so I like to keep my my revenue my profits higher than the <laughs> The, the, the spend that I have, yeah. you know, that my bills, right? Yeah. So, you know, like if you're making like $3,000 or euros per month, you should spend like $1,000 and so on. Yeah. So that's kind of the mindset where I'm coming from. First, start the business in your country and then hustle. It depends like how long you take, maybe just in the journey, you won't succeed with the business and you learn mm-hmm. that you maybe like to be more with people or you like to be more Uh, under the PC without seeing anyone like during the day Mm. it depends on your preferences especially if you uh, it's it's your first business ever starting you have to figure out what you like and yes everyone fails I failed with two businesses before before you know succeeded with the third one and I don't believe anyone who says like oh the first business was well maybe they have like good parents who taught them a lot about business in the Mm. process or they just had luck but you always have to calculate some fails before, and you, you can't like say, "Oh my God, I will like you know work like three months now, yeah. and then I will like book the yeah. the ticket yeah, to Bali, yeah. right?" I
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, like business and lifestyle are separated things. Like if you heard like digital nomads, it's not like the digital nomad would give this kind of lifestyle. It's no. just like it's just like your personal preference after you make money online. What do you do with that? Yes. So my preference when I started was traveling the world and then after like one year I realized okay I, I want to have like a base somewhere yeah that's why I'm like based yeah. now in Bali and have everything set up here and yeah again the lifestyle has nothing to do with the business so you don't earn any money with that only if you feel like a blogger <laughs> yeah. then it's then you earn with that one but everything else if you're like a programmer if you do like affiliate if you're like a business mindset coach and so on, you don't earn by traveling word. world. That's what people have to yeah. be reminded of.
0: And and you talked about the hustling, so how did it look when you started the business? Like, were you working really long ho- hours?
1: Um, yeah, I wouldn't do that again. Like, I was really in shape when I was 18. Yeah. I trained really much, I had, my weight was 85 kilograms now it's like 75 Mm. so I was really like bulk when I started the business I cut off everything I cut off like my parents I cut off my friends I cut off my like good Mm. health routine and I just focused on the business and I was kind of depressed I think it took me longer because I didn't care about sport good Mm. good food anymore so I thought like okay I will just skip it I will just like you know just hustle for one year and then Will live forever like with this freedom but it took me like probably like two years or three years now or two and a half years i would say where i'm right now so i have like a good gym routine i have like good food i have like the people around around me who really love me who help me to grow mm-hmm. and yeah it's kind of hard but if you're starting like yeah i was hustling i was hustling mm-hmm. but i wouldn't recommend it to mm-hmm. anyone, I would say, like, do you think do like eight hours a day work and you will probably get more done? Don't think that you like you have to be like here already. Yeah, you, you could grow to this point, but you should join, you should enjoy the journey to it. Yeah, if it's all about reaching this point and if you fail, you're just like a loser. Yeah, it's but that's actually what drives you. So mm-hmm. if you want to reach a lot yeah. you have to have a lot of pain right yeah. you have to have this kind of like vision every day that you wake up and you have like 100,000 in bank account and you can buy all the things that you want you can help your parents if they are uh, starving with something you can um you can start you can just like book a plane ticket and fly somewhere in the world yeah yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of a nice vision to have
0: but so to to, to go back on this do you think So do you think that hustling was beneficial and that you got the results from it? Or do you think that if you had hustled less, you probably have achieved more?
1: Yeah. It's kind of the, the true lies always in between. Mm. That's also what my mentor told me. I have like a really high mentor in psychology, not just like a family kind of family problem mentor, but he uh, works with like, high-end entrepreneurs not even like digital nomad entrepreneurs but like corporate entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. and he said you should have like a balance in your life but then you have to have some cortisol in your blood to change things if you wake up and you're happy with everything you won't move Mm. and that's what most like business uh, mentors uh, coaches get wrong like you don't have to be happy all day long because you won't be moving. You should have some gratitude, but especially in the morning, you have to think about the things that you want to have to be done. Mm. And then afterwards you can just like relax or do some pauses in between and just like be grateful for everything Mm -hmm. or at night time. Do you feel yeah, with too much
0: contentment, you lose your drive? Too much content, like contentment, like being satisfied, let's say. more satisfied with your life and more happy when you wake yeah. up, then you're like, you don't have the drive to to get it done.
1: Yeah. I don't know, it's, it's a bit hypothetical because okay. I never felt like really happy. And when I felt really happy, yeah. I didn't care about business anyway. But okay. I had, okay. I, I think I had some, some days where I just like felt really happy and I didn't want to do anything and okay. it was okay. But then, okay. you know, you can't be happy yeah. for every, every, every day and like 24 hours. Mm. At mm. one point you want to do, like business again?
0: Yeah, I, th- I think, I mean, personally, my, I think you can get a lot of drive from being in a happy place. And um, and I can, you know, um, it's, you can get energy from both. And sometimes I get it more from my ego, or from wanting to be successful. Sometimes, um, you know, it can be in a place where you're great and you're happy and you want to help people and, and yeah, but
1: Alex you're really conscious, right? Yeah. So you, you heard about this theory of you know, um, the death of ego and so yeah. on. But if you reach this point, you won't do anything because you will just be in this meditative state. So you always have to come back and you know, do some hustling mm-hmm. and then again go to this gratitude state. This kind of balance between like hustling but really hustling, mm-hmm. not like being on social media and do some mm-hmm. just like some un- unimportant task and like being really grateful, not just like relax and don't do work, but doing really the things that you mm-hmm. want. And I mean like for some people, it's just getting massage, but for other people, it's like for me, it's being around people. So I really like to invite a lot of people, have some good talks okay. at the end of the day, and just be around people who I really love. That's mm-hmm. like, sometimes I don't meet like one person, but like many people. That's, okay. like, that's like what I found really re- relaxes me the most. Okay. Um, so, mm. That's like the advice that I gave it. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, um, most people need this for the drive. Uh, there are, there are people I know who write books or the conferences of who don't need this anymore, but that's probably uh, true for, for most people for sure. And how, how does your day look like? Like now, now that you, you have the hustling, like now that you from, as you say, maybe more balance and you prioritize with your your routines yeah uh, here in bali that's it's actually
1: pretty funny question because i think since i started with business when i was 18 i always had the same amounts per week that i worked Mm -hmm. and it's not like 40 hours maybe it's like 30 hours or like 25 hours that i like it depends like on the work right so i have also right now i'm building a personal brand right now and i do a lot of like content stuff and i could count that to work time Mm -hmm. but the time when I'm sitting like in front of the computer and do stuff it's like maybe 30 hours per week so it's not like a lot a lot but you know at the rest of the day when I'm meeting people or when I'm just like being at the gym I always have like thoughts for the business and I'm planning a lot I'm reading currently the book the road less stupid it's all about like thinking right thinking strategically put your give yourself like time 30 to 45 minutes a day just to think about Mm -hmm. all the things that you do and then you will have like more output and that's that's kind of my mindset i'm not the hustle guy i'm not the guy really kind of guy i'm more kind of the figure out how to do it with less effort guy and do it like this okay so yeah man to come back to your question um i put the same time into the business i think but the business decisions are way better i have more free time because Mm -hmm. I have like a private chef here. Mm-hmm. I have you know assistants working for me. I have like cleaners here. Mm-hmm. I have like people who bring other people mm-hmm. to my parties, to my networking events. So I don't have to deal with this kind of task anymore. And I have more time doing everything else. And I feel like I get more done. So I'm yeah. like really more productive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every time I'm doing things, I really do the things that I want to do. So how does my dirty look like? depends on the day. My working like kind of working day is like we wake up, we have breakfast, um, we have some talks during the breakfast, then we start working for hours, yeah. then we eat again, then we work again. Yeah. Um, so we do like deep work in the morning yeah. and then later on we do like s- some other tasks that are not um, where you don't need so much conscious space. Then we go to the gym do some you know calisthenics works body weight training um then we are finished and then Mm -hmm. we decide if we are gonna like keep keep working or we're inviting people over Mm. but it's always like either it's like working or it's like talking about ideas yeah like networking that's it that's like the whole day and like food and fitness Mm. and then on some day some other days we do like fun stuff we go to the beach yeah. We go to laveriza. here. like
0: one day a week
1: or? yeah it's not that structured just okay. if I feel like I found for myself that okay. if I feel like it I should do it but if I don't feel like it okay. I shouldn't force okay. myself okay mm. so about like so I don't like push myself to work every day eight hours because for me it doesn't work mm. I just work whenever have to be done that's why I plan because yeah. if I don't plan yeah. I don't have things on my list yeah. and I feel like okay I am I wake up and I can't do any shit yeah. if I plan what I want to have done mm-hmm. three, three tasks mostly mm-hmm. I get this done and then I decide what I do afterwards I if I nice. still have some powers I you know do some other shit yeah I
0: think that's a good combination of uh, yeah so you have things like I want to get this done, but leave a bit of flexibility then to see how you feel. Yeah, have the, that balance. there's
1: one theory that says that you should plan your day 60% okay. and then leave 40% of your day for random things that could occur, but you should take that from your working time. So mm-hmm. if you work eight hours a day, you should plan five hours yeah. and leave three hours for random tasks because yeah, everything right. like, you know, you get like an email and you have to reply to it yeah. or somebody will like join you or want to have like a conversation with you or mm. something doesn't work like as you yeah. planned.
0: Or even opportunities and keep a bit of space open for that.
1: Yeah. You're like stupid if you say like, no, I've planned like eight hours yeah. and you get like the best kind of customer or something like this and you don't react to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah And course. then you blame yourself that you didn't work, you feel yeah. like, oh, I didn't get this, sh- this uh, thing done.
2: Mm.
0: And so it's really interesting to, um, to go back to the dropshipping. You talked about unsaturated market. Yeah. When, when I look at it, that's something I'm like, oh, it looks pretty saturated because I see all these uh, all the people yeah, doing yeah. it, and uh, what? Uh, and because it's so easy to, to say.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Where do you feel we're at? About um, how saturated or not?
1: Okay, so, so because <laughs> a lot
0: of people will be like, I want to do online business, yeah, right? yeah. and they'll be like, people talking about coaching, people talking about affiliate, about network marketing, about yeah. all these different things. Amazon, sell on Amazon,
1: like. Yeah, so I can explain the dropshipping work really easy. Like the hype, the dropshipping, dropshipping hype, where gurus would teach people how to do dropshipping and make money out of that, started in 2016. They started with a general store. A general store is basically a store which have all kind of niche products, yeah. baby products, woman products, men products, cat products, everything. Mm-hmm. Then this hype switched. In 2017 to niche stores mm-hmm. people did like women stuff only it was better for the facebook pixel it was more realistic because you could do upsells based on this niche and you could focus mainly on this niche mm-hmm. then in 2018 people said What's
0: upsells for the people who
1: listen upsells are products that are quite similar or you know you sell for example a t-shirt and you say sell the same kind of format to your trousers so they mm-hmm. fit both together if you sell camouflage t-shirts you could also sell a like camouflage trousers if they belong together mm-hmm. or if you sell like a cat product you know you could sell yeah. also another cat product that could be also relevant to the target group because if somebody buys mm-hmm. a cat product they won't probably buy um, dog up sales. Mm-hmm it doesn't fit to the right group. Yeah.
0: So it's, it's when someone makes a purchase, selling them something and something else to increase the value. Yeah. Yeah. To
1: increase the uh, average order value. So then in 2018, everyone switched to like one product or they said like, okay, the niche store is too big. We need to like focus on Mm -hmm. one product and then build everything around that. Mm -hmm. That was the basic idea. They want to, they wanted to position themselves like a real brand. Everything should be customized, the site should look really professional, you should have a lot of social proofs there, a lot of reviews on your site, the site should look like you know, you know with a lot of black colors so it looks more professional, mm-hmm. you should have like a header, you should have this kind of long text that describes your product. So you could resell the products that were sold in 2016 again in 2018. And this year, 2019, people still go with the brown product story. There are some other trends going like high ticket selling. Mm-hmm. Dropshipping is mostly about like low product cost. Yeah. So you buy like a product for $5 yeah. and sell it for $30 or $20. Um, the, there's another trend that sells high ticket products. Mm-hmm. So you buy something for $1,000 and sell it for $5,000. But it's, it's not that easy <laughs> mm-hmm. because you have to make really sure that the product is good. Yeah. Then there are other trends where because most people buy nowadays with Facebook ads.
2: Yeah.
1: They buy Facebook advertisement, and they advertise the products on Facebook and Instagram. Those are the same platforms. Where the other trend is currently moving is advertised with Pinterest, Google Ads, Snapchat ads, YouTube ads.
0: Okay, so finding different.
1: Yeah. So yeah, just to give you my idea now.
0: Yeah.
1: So my, I also teach part of those kind of last things, but what my main focus is and where I see a lot of potential, because I see that the English market is moving a lot faster than everything else. Everything Mm -hmm. what is happening now in the English market takes two, three years Mm -hmm. till it arrives to other countries. So what I basically teach nowadays, because I think it's still a huge market, is to even as, as a non-native, to translate all the ads mm. that worked in 2017-18 mm. to German, French, Italian, Spanish, Portuguese, Arabic, yes. and then run, run those ads mm. in those countries. Yeah. And you don't have to be native for that. Yeah. There's, a, there's a tool called DeepL. It's like Google Translate, but even better because yeah. they have more data collected. So the translation is really good. Ninety-nine percent of all translations are really good, and if if one word didn't translate, it it's mostly because it's an abbreviation, and then you have to customize that. But Deepo, Deepo, yeah, like D E E P L dot com. Amazing. So we can put the link later. Yeah, thanks for sharing. We can put later. uh, So so the one product store in two thousand eighteen was only like a tool to raise, raise the conversion rate on your site. So you won't have like a conversion of 3% on your site, but like 6%. Mm. And basically what my idea is, is to customize it even further and customize it to every language that you're selling. So you don't grow from 3 to 6% but from 3 to 7%. Mm. The CPM, CPM is like the cost per uh, thousand impressions per country. It's quite lower than an English-speaking market. Everyone is selling in the english speaking market. Even people from the Philippines are selling to the English-speaking market because everyone thinks like, yeah, dropshipping, dropshipping only works like in the US Mm -hmm. and like, you know, UK, Australia and so on. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's a a big market, yeah, but you have tons more people trying to sell into this market and you really have to compete with them. You really have to compete Mm -hmm. with them. You see that by the advertising costs. You see that somebody else, have tried the product before and it's not like you know of course you can like try to advertise it a bit differently Mm. but mostly if somebody launches product the first and it works he makes the most money and everyone else is collecting the money that is left on the streets so if you're selling the product to an unsaturated market as I call it I don't call it untapped because people are already selling it to those countries I call it unsaturated if you sell to those countries the barrier of entry will be quite lower for you and there's still a lot of um, space. I mean, I do it myself. I'm not just teaching it, right? I sell myself and I still feel like, you know, I test, I test like 20 20 products and one works and then we have found a winning product and we make 100,000 with them easily. We found now one winning product we scaled in Germany. Um, we did like 550,000 now. And it's still going. You make like ten thousand a day with this product. Wow. Yeah. So that's kind of the chance. I'm not like afraid that I will I will make myself too much competition. I know that people who wanna learn about that, yeah. who wanna you know take the step and who trust into like translating everything. You know, you could also hire someone, but I okay. say that, you know, Deepo is yeah. quite on fine. That's like the easiest way how you can start that. You can start that business and. Okay. Make knowledge.
0: That's that's uh, really cool advice. Thanks for thanks for sharing. Hmm. Um, and I think we talked about um, dropshipping and got really valuable information. It was really interesting also to see uh, a bit more about your day. Uh, we want to talk a bit. Um, uh, we'll talk a bit about the purpose. Just quickly, you talked about uh, you talked about your parents at some point that wanted you to study. I'm always interested in, you know, what, like people's perception and maybe I think people don't realize that the world is changing and that, you know, people can say, oh, when do you get a real job or these kind of things? Was it something that came up when you when you started, like having maybe people finding it, it was not like a real
1: job or a real
0: activity you were trying to do?
1: Yeah, basically everyone, <laughs> basically everyone, but I don't know I don't feel special when I talk about that because I think every entrepreneur that I meet in Bali have has the same story I don't found one person who said to me everybody believed in me Mm. I succeeded within three months and now everybody's celebrating me Mm. what's more about like a struggle Mm. nobody believed in you you had to do your things you failed many times you have worked for yourself the whole time nobody believed in you and one point you succeeded and people still didn't believe you. I -hmm. still, you know, get messages from my grandma, which says like, if you don't do any money, will you go back to study again? And like, you know, have everything like, that is like safe. Mm. Because if I have like the business administration um, bachelor, I could work for somebody like, Mm. you know, in this case, but it's not really safe. I, with my knowledge, even in the worst place, I could find one person, somewhere that works like online and work for them because I have so much experience. Yeah. I made millions, of course, they want to work with me because yeah. they know that I would do it. But I would never do that because I couldn't. I know how to do uh, how to make money myself. I have this mindset of I don't want to work for every, anyone. I could have worked for somebody when I, when I was like a bit younger, 18. And find like a mentor, but I didn't find like one mentor who teach me everything. My business partner was like my mentor. He teach me about like dropshipping, and then we kind of figured out mm. that we should it, we should do it together because he took over the introverted part, I took over the word part. So like mm. sales, marketing, networking, so on. And yeah, but to come back to your question, with parents, yeah, I really appreciate that they now support me and. You know my mom always told me like she's supporting me anyway and so on she didn't like you know there's a difference between like supporting which is like really fixing problems and just like supporting don't make any more problems don't say every time like you should do something else and emotionally supporting right yeah,
2: yeah.
1: and actually like my father was also supporting me emotionally they they didn't like help actually with the business yeah. but You know, the only things when they um, said something, they, they, when I started to work at at the house, my parents' house, uh, they didn't understand that I'm working. Mm. So they came up always if they wanted to say something to me, they thought like, okay, I'm just over and now they can talk with me. And every time, you know, it happened to me like when I was working eight hours, it happened to me eight, eight times. So every hour one person came, either my brother, my mother or father, they came up, they wanted to say something to me, but then you lose the focus. So then I had to like switch to another place to work. Mm. I didn't want, I didn't want to to do it. I liked to work at my house because I had set up everything. I wouldn't lose time for traveling. Uh, My father is a cook, my mother cooks, I cook myself. So we always had enough food, but I had to go out.
0: I think that's really cool what you share about like, you know, people won't be- say, say we believe in you. There's, there's the generational gap of people who might not understand what you do. And at some point, um, that's something very relatable for people. I, I know a lot of people who they feel inside, like they won't take that leap, but like they think about, you know, what people are going to say. can be your parents, can be the friends and, uh, and yeah, actually I can process. assure you
1: that will happen <laughs> yeah. just make yourself ready what are you gonna say I think you should stay strong because it's kind of mm-hmm. like a shit test mm-hmm. so they want to like ask you are you like really secured about mm-hmm. the things that I'm doing and if you say like hmm I don't know you would like put it in your own head that you are quite unsure but if you say and come up and say like I will do it anyway I don't need your money Mm -hmm. i don't need anybody's help what should they say like no you will do something else if you have abusive parents they would probably say that and you have to Mm -hmm. find some other solutions but normal parents it's your choice Mm -hmm. what you're gonna do when you live and you know they I, i in my opinion like i don't know if you're raised in the western world and had like two parents and they are still together not split it they you're pretty you're mentally you should be mentally pretty strong and they should like let you do your own things right mm-hmm. and then if you like fail you just go back and live at your parents house
0: i like how you put it to um, when you when you have that mindset of a test you know when things are challenging it's like boom it's testing me that's the moment you want to show up not only when everyone's like oh it's great what you're doing like people really you it's like boom that's the moments that matter it's cool way to think. Yeah, yeah yeah um I like to ask a question to all of my guests, and I'm quite interested in um, uh, the question is what's the impact you want to have in the world. Yeah, yeah. And so you're quite young and I, I definitely do believe it's, um, um, you know, it's a lifelong journey and there's a lot, but it's true that sometimes something like dropshipping can be I have met people quite successful in dropshipping. Then they were like, well, I like a bit of meaning behind what I'm yeah, doing. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, financial freedom and empowerment is definitely a meaning, too. So I'm, I'm like, maybe in two ways, one more in the short term. What meaning do you derive from what you're currently doing? And then on the longer term, what's the impact you want to have in the world?
1: It's a good question, Alex. It's a really good question. It's a deep Thanks. question really good question not many people ask me this kind of long-term question I was thinking about that like I think this question comes up every month one time a day and then I'm like going back into myself and think like okay what I'm gonna do like in the long term if you would ask me like three years ago with 18 I would say I want to just have like the biggest company in the world that would be my like root answer now I kind of put it into a more like practical way what I'm gonna do what kind of impact I would have I don't believe that you can just like start right away with something really big I think like chances are happening during your doing so you don't like you're not like just waiting Mm -hmm. for the chance to come but you can also not chase like the thing that you like just want to do it's something again in between Mm -hmm. the solution lies somewhere in between you're doing the things that you like to do and on the journey you find out new possibilities and new things I like to define this question more in terms of money because my goal is to have like the biggest impact and I'm not a politician I'm not a philosopher Mm -hmm. I'm not a mathematician I'm not an intellectual I'm a business person Mm -hmm. that's what I can only contribute to words. So a people are intellectuals, they have to work for somebody because they have so much knowledge on one specific team that they are too smart. And like people who got like these in school or worse, they are just not made for the work, for them, for the market, for the job market. And like C people, they try to like be safe somewhere and just work and like, you know, survive something. And I think like B people, not everyone, but like B B B people are really good at managing people, having like this business mindset kind of things. But they are not too smart to, you know, be like really intellectual. I didn't Mm -hmm. find many intellectuals uh, inside the entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like a tough theory that I do right now. But um, yeah, I really believe in that. So to come back, my goal is. You know the more impact I have the more money I have to do. Mm-hmm. Right now with dropshipping I mean I I'm do like millions. Mm-hmm. In the one in the seven figure amount. What well, w- what I will do next is probably build up a real brand mm-hmm. e-commerce mm-hmm. and then sell it for like an eight figure amount. Mm-hmm. Or sell it for five million, ten million, fifty million. 10 mm-hmm. million, depends like how much I can scale it. Yeah. With this money I'm going to do something where I can do like 100 million. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, I can like go up, up, up again. Mm-hmm. I have to see when I can't do any more money with dropshipping. I still do money, 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 mm-hmm. money, money, but I have to do more money to start something where I do like eight figures, okay. and then from there, I can go with nine figures and yeah. ten yeah. Figures. That's kind of the logical way. It's only sometimes that you know you jump from like seven figures to ten okay. figures. It happens with Facebook yeah. if you have like a really nice startup and mm. yeah but it happens but so rarely.
0: Elon Musk, for example he did like yeah the company sold it then bigger one like a paypal sold it and he increased
1: right right right. that's that's what most people don't get they yeah. think like they have this idea that it's like here or they have like this idea you know like the sandwicher startup and they think okay they will just keep mm. go, going with this mm. but at one point you have to realize you contributed everything your like growth rate went here right but now it's going like this. So you have to understand the right point where you sell and then go to something bigger. Some people are happy with the current state, but I mean, dude, we are young. Mm -hmm. We we are not even in this time where we really have to start for the career. Career time is basically from 30 years to 55 years. Before it's more getting knowledge, but we are like too young actually for this Mm -hmm. age. So we have this kind of like, changing things and so on and that will that will be there we have to like keep going right Mm -hmm. otherwise in my opinion it's not about like only business you can also you know keep going in the personal development sphere and so on but if you don't do that you will just like um feel depressed Mm -hmm. this if i ask people what's the meaning of life and how can you be happy yes how can you be happy people always come up with those two things they don't say it but you can say that's kind of the meaning behind it. First, grow, and second one, teach people, give mm-hmm. back to the people. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, con- Every- Tony Robbins put it as a contribute, contribute. As a growth, and contribution like, to.
1: Yeah, to, to teach be, teach people. Yeah. I think you know you can also like give back to the world yeah. and to the plants and to the ocean okay. and so on. Yes. Um, yeah, so with dropshipping I think it's purely to make my own money I'm like super honest here um, of course the customers are satisfied with the product and so on but it's not really so much what I care about it's more about like the money which I'm doing with the next thing what I'm doing like a brand I really care about the brand the brand should be like something really cool and later I will probably do something in the health industry by hacking mm-hmm. or like you know, like high-end mindset things. Um, I liked, you know, everything what has to do with... No, wait. Ether biohacking, so health biohacking, or geography, geography problems.
0: Geography problems?
1: Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, it's kind of... Okay, I explained it to you. (laughs) So, there will be probably a lot of markets later which have to do with city building, which have to do with city planning, which have to do with you know, free zones where you like build up like an offshore destination Mm. and like build something there. Uh, There will be some new regulations probably in Bali for digital nomads that are happening there. So I'm really interested in that field because Mm. I have knowledge about geography, I have knowledge about politics and I have knowledge about business.
0: You would be super interested in something I, I follow very closely called the Seasteading Institute. Yeah, yeah I saw that. You know? yeah, yeah, okay. saw that. Of course, man. That's yeah. that's
1: the things that I like to do. So,
0: for, for the listeners, the idea is um, to build what we call seasteads, so, in international waters, to have little floating cities and floating nations. And the idea is on top of, um, like, it's really thinking governance the same as we do with startups. So, you could create your little governance uh, system and be like, okay. So in mind there's like basic income and there's no bank and drugs are legal, whatever you choose. And, and people who want to join, join and a bit like as it works with startup, the ones who that succeed get bigger and get replicated. And it, it kind of puts that flow into the systems of governance. I'm super passionate about it. I'll, I'll do a podcast at some point. So it's cool that you know that. That's yeah, it's it.
1: fucking cool. But you know what happened to them? So they, you know, did it in Thailand, uh, 20, 15, 15 kilometers away yeah. from the shore, yeah. but they put it on the wrong location. So there were some roots there, and the Thai police, you know, said they yeah. can't do that. Yeah. But actually, they could do that when they would put their mm-hmm. sea setting somewhere else. So I always say the first business will probably fail, so learn from it and just do it. the second business, you will succeed. Take Facebook for example. It was MySpace, really big. And then facebook saw the kind of wrong things that they did mm. and they did it better nice. yeah how can people follow you instagram youtube facebook all the same daniel sperman google it sperman s-p-u-r-m-a-n mm. yeah you can say also sporman sporman uh, it's a german name so no english translation daniel sperman he will put a link there yeah. uh, i have a facebook group which have Currently 8,000 members. Mm -hmm. My YouTube channel is currently growing. It has 3,000 followers, subscribers, and my Instagram is also pretty active with 15K followers. I'm posting a lot of lifestyle things on my Instagram, of course, and I teach people how to to dropshipping in my Facebook group and on my YouTube channel. Mm -hmm.
0: You have like an official program where you coach people? Is that something you're thinking about?
1: Yeah, I'm launching. This month actually at the end of the month a course, a blueprint about like how to identify uncertainty markets, which unsargetry markets are existing and how you can like drop ship it to those countries. It's like a full course with like 25 hours like of content and so on. And sometimes I do like coaching but I, I don't like, you know, put it out, you know, I don't have to look from the there are sometimes people who really wanna have like a coaching from me. It's not cheap. I can say it right away but I really want to have like a coaching and w- want to have like a full guidance there. So I like to like help them because you know, in my time I also need one and Yeah. Thank you so much. And I think you dropped quite a lot of value
2: especially <laughs>
0: for people who are considering it. So thank you so much for, for giving. We have a little tradition. This podcast we finish with a big one. Uh, thank you, Danielle. Mm. Um, thank you to everyone. We're always very respectful for the people who take time to listen to this. So thank you for that.
1: Namaste. Thank
0: you for listening to this podcast. Let me know your feedback. And if you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe to leave a nice review. And you can even make donations on our page on Patreon. You'll find the link on slash podcast. Thank you and speak to you soon.